It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. We're a busy adults, two-week vacation, and you know what? This was probably one of the craziest times to take a vacation because what the hell's going on with the Chicago Bears right now? A we lot of gone, shit. A lot of shit, my man. We are not a playoff team. No, we've, we had just – we had an unbearable loss to the Ravens. We had – Nagy's our coach. Nagy's not our coach. To Nagy is our coach. We just got – we had it all, so we're going to cover those things now. Um and basically, I guess what we can really just start out with is that the Bears season is pretty much over, I would say, right? Still in the hunt, dude. They're not on the graphic. They're not on the graphic, not, so they're out. I, well, I mean, like, it depends on how far you stretch out the, the graphic, but, yeah. I mean, they're probably at what? Like a 2% they, chance to... Nothing I, Nothing really matters to me. If I, I, I Playoffs and all that. I just want to win this week while I'm in town. Yeah, you're going to be here. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm missing the game, the game this week, so, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, pre- we'll preview that game uh, coming up. But, you know, I guess we can talk about the the Bears did actually get a win in those two weeks. They they just put it to the Lions. In a, oh, they tried losing, Kevin. In a they barn tried burner. to lose. 16-14, to 14, the Bears just continued to struggle on offense and scoring touchdowns. Uh, what? What was your guys' like just demeanor watching that game? When you were watching that game on Thanksgiving, hyped up, and then you leave that game with a 16-14 to 14 win over the Lions where they tried to lose, what was just your overall reaction? So, so I remember I was talking to Tim on Monday night, and I was meeting a buddy for some beers, and he's a Lions fan. And, like, Tim and I were talking, like, this is a game where we could possibly lose. Like... The Lions have played, yes, they're 0-9-1 or whatever their ridiculous record is. But, like, the Bears had the longest losing streak in the league because the Lions had a tie. And that doesn't count as a loss. I and saw, I saw, uh, like, I kept seeing that. They, they uh, looked so bad. Like, I, I don't the, think they were at, like, 2014 chaos yet. But, man, if they lost to the Lions... The fact that there was the like stat going around that the White Sox won a game more recently than the Bears did in that time stretch, time stretch, not not a good look. Is that true? Yes, they won a playoff game after the Bears won a game. So the White Sox won a more recent so after game after the Raiders the game. Yes, that's insane. I I never would have guessed that. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, we got ourselves quite a little stretch coming up with Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota is not that good, but they're definitely better than us. The next they can two score weeks, points, the next that's two, for sure. Here's a fun fact about Minnesota. They are the only team in the league to lead every game this year by seven points, and they have six losses. Weird stat. Well, we can barely score seven points, so, I mean. Oh, my God. Where where do we want to start on the offense? Do we want to start with the offense? I mean, I guess I 
I, I don't really know what you could say about <laughs> it because the the Baltimore game it was anemic, and then Andy Dalton came in and scored on you know two relatively easy plays with Mooney making a great play and then a blown coverage with Goodwin. So it's just like I didn't I haven't seen anything in that right. game that was good. So Detroit-wise, pass defenses as well. Yeah. Detroit-wise, he was throwing the ball, he was chucking it, and, but it was some turnovers, and I, I still didn't really understand why our best players only touching the ball less than 15 times. I, I have no idea. I, I Especially since they ran so well against the Lions when we beat them like in September, and the Lions are not known for having this vantage run defense. It's like, just run the fucking ball. Do you think like, that's naggy, like thinking that Dalton either has a better grasp of the playbook or is just a better passer at this point that he feels like he could have, he could open up the playbook to his, his typical more passing. But they were, they don't run it with Justin either. But I mean, like you got to admit they, they with fields, not every game, but they're the games that fields has played in. Some of them, they've put the ball on the ground and ran it more frequently than in previous years. And then all of a sudden, Fields is out. Dalton's in. He feels and like he's, he's got, it. Yeah, because he feels how like many how many times in the NFL has a backup started this year or last year and they run the ball less than fifteen times? Because Andy Dalton technically is our backup. So yeah, I and I get it. We won, but by the skin of our chinny chin chin, like I mean, they. I I will say this: it was great seeing a eight minute drive to win the game, right? Don't give the Lions a you know a chance to win the game. Now that's what's killed us in the fourth quarter of these past you know four weeks, is that you especially the last two is that you give you scored too early and then boom the other team just marches down the field and the game's over. You know, um, it was great to see that there's another coach in the NFC North that has worse time management skills than Matt Nagy. Yeah, that was just. just- jaw-droppingly bad i didn't even know that the two timeouts yeah in a, a row, row was a penalty until that happened no one's that you. stupid so thank you Detroit i mean like joe like what troy aikman said is like usually the ref will kind of like you know like hint at you and be like are you sure hey, you want to sure do, do this and like when he did the second time out i stood up and i was like that's a flag and like no one was paying attention to me his, at our his party. I was like, throw the flag. Description of why they did that is one of the lose, most loser talk I've ever heard in my life. I didn't even want to hear it. He said that he did it because he thought that um, they they didn't have the flat covered at all, so they thought that it was going to be a guaranteed touchdown. So by doing so, they say they caused the penalty, but saved a touchdown. I'm like, that is some loser talk right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's such a cover. Yeah, that I'm is such a cover. Ass. Yeah, that that's a that's bad. That's a bad. The one I thing mean, that like just going back to the like the offense, the one thing that not so much in the Lions game, but with Dalton in the Baltimore game, how come we waited for Dalton to be our quarterback after Fields got hurt? to run screen passes and play action passes and like rolling them out. Like, why did we wait for Andy Dalton to be at the quarterback? I don't know. I, 
Why is why is Jimmy Graham used when Dalton's and yeah they use their tight ends this week and Cole Komet I mean has looked very well I think this past month finally just well they were using the third tight end too he was the one who like got that ball in the end zone I don't know why it wasn't Graham or Komet during the Detroit game and you're just like dude why are we using these guys now I mean obviously probably it has a lot to do with Allen Robinson maybe being hurt but we weren't really throwing to him either so. I mean, does it? Do we kind of think of the the, the tinfoil hat conspiracy? It was just 100%. that that Nagy always wanted Andy. Yeah, I, which I don't understand why. You, the, it's I don't get it. I mean, he's I, I mean, we all woke up on Friday morning not really thinking it was going to happen, but I was very disappointed when I was, I when, mean, it was did, when it was lunchtime. I'm eating my leftover turkey, and he's not fired. Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that. I mean, we kind of knew that that was not gonna, he was not going to get fired. It was well, it was rumbling. It was rumbling, but the fact. Do you think that, if like, they lose, if they lose to the Lions? No, think I think can? that the the fact that it came out saying like, yeah, you still have, you're still going to coach this game, but we we're going to fire you after this game. Like, that's not how it works. Like, it just I, it comes like, I don't not out of nowhere, but like. You're, no one's ever told, hey, we're going to fire you, but you still got to coach this game. And that just seemed fishy. Right, right. Because if I was that Matt sounded Nagy, like I'd just be throwing Hail like, Marys all day. That sounded like it was, they were going to do it, and then that leak came out, and then George was like, George McCaskey was like, oh, no, no, we, we would never do such a thing. Like, that's just false information. So they had to cover their ass. And, and they say, had a stock meeting. They had, like, a, a bear stock meeting, like, the day before, too. They have like five or six of those each year where they get all their stock group together and talk about like planning for the future. I don't know what they talk about, but like, I mean, to be fair to Nagy, if they were going to fire a coach halfway through the season, it would have been Mark Trestman. Like Trestman deserved to get fired more so than Nagy has, I would say. And I hate defending Matt Nagy because he's a mouth breather as well. But Tressman deserved to get fired midway through the season more than Nagy has. Now, if they would have fired Nagy through the halfway through the season, you know, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I, the Tressman. It seems like so long ago. I've kind of forgot about how bad it was. So just because yeah. this is so relevant and so recent, I'm like just thinking how this situation seems much worse. But I just like Tressman. Tressman was worse. I mean, that team completely. Yeah, I know they they lost locker room and they had a lot of the vets that like liked Lovey and didn't, you know, that whole situation got rid of Lovey for this guy. But the fact that everything's so like wishy washy with he's getting fired. No, he's not getting fired. Oh, he like people are saying that. People want him out or like he's lost a locker room. And then you got guys coming out saying that, oh, they they never wanted Nagy gone and he's their guy. It's just like, what is it? This just shows how dysfunctional that this franchise is. I could see a lot more of the younger players who were drafted either this year or last year being more frustrated because like they're new to the NFL. You know, they expect to win. You know, they want to win. And not saying every NFL player doesn't want to win, but or like. I could see like the older players like an Eddie Jackson or like an Akeem Hicks or Khalil Mack or whoever kind of be like, no, listen, this guy has really gone to the bat for us. And like, 
we know how hard it is to succeed and to win the NFL. Um, you know, like Jalen Johnson's tweet, was it last week around this time period when the news broke out that, that like that was the first hint that they were losing the locker room it was like Jalen Johnson was getting fined for what he said. Um, but I, I mean, I think the next, how many games left are there? Six? Got six more weeks of this? Yeah, uh, about that. Um, what, it's week 13 right now? I think so. Yeah, week 13. So we have, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of bad football being played. Yeah, I just hope that, I mean, we're in a position where I won't see either number one at uh, playing, Kyler Murray or Justin Fields, which is kind of kind of ticking me off, to be honest. Ooh. Yeah, seeing is that. Murray uh, out? Is he out? He's been out. Well, I I thought he played last week. No, he hasn't played in like four weeks. Just what you want, a Colt McCoy versus Andy Dalton matchup for your oh. trip back to Chicago at Soldier Field. This is like a good 2010 college football matchup. Yeah, I mean, if it's – I would prefer to see the both number ones. That would be pretty tight just because – you know, you know, my wife there with me, like seeing, you know, just that would be cool. That'd it's be just going to make it more, not a, even if like you're just a neutral fan who like has to that game. Like it's just going to be a more fun product to watch if they're both out there rather than just a couple of check down artists who are. I mean, you want to see stars. Game. You want to see stars play, you know, like I've been lucky to see Tom Brady and Barry Bonds play. I mean, that's, that said, you you, you want to go see the star athletes. Do the bears, I I guess with, I mean, really with us, it doesn't matter because we're probably going to get the same sort of kind of offense with same results of the offense, just a different offense with either quarterback. The bears even have a shot. I mean, Arizona's well coached. Like they're what still eight and two, even with Kyler out those boys in the cold though. I don't think it's supposed to be that cold this week. Yeah, it's like 20 some degrees. I just, I just yeah. fear for whoever's back there. Obviously, if it was Fields back there, I fear for him much more because he's the future. I could just see this being a just cluster fuck. If there's no Roquan, it's kind of screwed, huh? Yeah, oh, man. Just, he's the team MVP for sure. He's, yeah, he's like the him and like Roquan in terms of like defense. On the Bears, him and like the the guys who have stepped up in Max presence and obviously Quinn, like have been the biggest keys to this defense. Yeah, Everyone else has just kind of been underwhelming. Sunday is supposed to be forty eight degrees. Oh, that's not bad. It, but it's supposed to rain. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say, uh, but I would say our defense at the beginning of the season, if you said, "Hey, how are you going to do a game without Mac or Roquan Smith?" I'd probably say not very good. So, or, uh, I mean, to to be fair, either, I mean, I mean, this was the frustrating thing about this was the past three weeks, especially, I mean, I get losing to green Bay and who do we lose to after green Bay Steelers? I thought there was another, no, that was the Niners were before Mm -mm. Tampa was Tampa, the steel, the Steelers and the 49ers game, just winnable. Winnable game. Uh, Ravens yeah. winnable. Those three games, you know, we talked about it when at the beginning of the season when we were doing our picks. Like, if the Bears are going to make a move 
and they can survive, you know, the Tampa Green Bay um, matchups. I, I don't think any of us expected the, the Cardinals to be this good, or we, we expected them to be, you know, solid, but not eight and two good, um, especially without Kyler, and they're still producing. Like, this is the move you're going to have to make to try to get into a wild card spot, right? The Niners, we feel, felt like they're, they're similar to the Bears. You know, Pittsburgh, Ben is getting old, and I don't think any of us expected, you know, Lamar not to play. And then you figure out, oh, Lamar's not playing. We should win this game, and we lose all three. And two of them in, like, heartbreaking fashion. That's just the Bears, man. That's how they are this it's season. right there. It's like literally just grab the apple from the tree, just grab it, and they can't do it. And it's, it seems like it's a lot of the previous losses are just have come by ways where it's like things that you can control, like bad penalties, personal oh, fouls, and you know field goals that are 40 yarders that we're missing, and just don't just completely winnable ways. And we're just like kicking ourselves in the ass because we're not. Uh, I mean, get, getting the results. The biggest thing I think each one of us said at the beginning of the season, what we were concerned about was the secondary, right? And our secondary did not play well against the Steelers did not play well in that final drive against Baltimore. Um, at the beginning of the lions game was like, Oh boy, here we go again (laughs) with the secondary, giving up a couple long touchdown passes. But I mean, the pass interference call in Baltimore against Vildor was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? It's just like if I had like pick one just glaring spot that's hard to watch on our defense, it's got to be Vildor. And I know that he's not like supposed to be playing a regular corner spot or whatever. He's supposed to be more of a slot corner, I believe. Right. Is that what they kind of pegged him as a slot corner? Well, they got Duke Shelley in the in the nickel slot. So it's like so then, he, so then he'd be the other corner. He just he's just not it, man. He's not. He not was one of those. Guy. He was one of those fifth round guys, though. But you didn't have anyone else. You got rid of a guy, and you didn't have another. Bet you had, you know, they, like who do we have? I mean, or no, that wasn't it supposed to be Devin uh, Desmond Trufant, and then he couldn't even make the team. So how mm. bad must he have played if if Vildor yeah. was beating him out in practice? Pretty bad. I mean, I feel like you could put any cornerback on the depth chart of a different team in place of Vildor. It's bad, but it's, it's like a liability. It's a complete liability. Like he, He's due for at least three or four, like, dumb plays, a pass interference, or just getting completely, you know, out, outplayed or in the wrong coverage. He's due for at least three or four of those a game. I think the funny thing was on after the – the um the Ravens game, you know, he got a sack earlier in the game, like mid third quarter. And after the game, Bears Twitter, the Bears actual Twitter account was like, "Hey, congrats to Val uh, Vildor for getting his first career sack." First comment I saw was, uh, "Did you not see the rest of the game and <laughs> how he gave up a huge pass interference <laughs> penalty?" <laughs> like he had a like a thousand likes like that. <laughs> He's He's bad. I mean, he's, he's like can, Conti bad. Can you say that there other than Quinn Roquan and that's, that's it. Like has everyone else that's underperformed on the defense? Gibson's not playing bad. 
That's true. He in place Goldman's, of Max. Goldman's been playing pretty well. Yeah, Goldman's played well. Hicks, when he can get on the field, is good. Um, uh, Mac was playing well until he broke his foot. Yeah. I mean, I did not think... The whole defensive line has a lot of depth. That's pretty good. Belial Nichols, obviously. You know, I mean, it, it really has just been that, that secondary, secondary that's very... Yeah. yeah, besides JJ, it's pretty just awful. I mean, the Bears lead the league in sacks. Robert Quinn has 11 and a half sacks last time I looked, something like that. Um, I, I don't think any of us would have said this time last year, if or at the beginning of the year, that if Robert Quinn had 11 and a half sacks, would you, would you believe? Would you believe you? No, 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 no. But it's but it's all. I mean, it's all good. I mean, this is this rest of the season. I, I really, honestly, I'm glad that we're pretty much out of it because if we were somewhat into it, we would have, you know, we would lose that last Vikings game to just break our hearts. So I'd rather just, I'd rather all expectations go out the window. We know Nagy's going to be pretty much gone at the end of the season. I guess we can't say that with a hundred percent certainty, but I would say with about 95% certainty, he's gone. I get to still yell uh, something at him at the game on Sunday and let's just maybe not this week because he's still hurt, but let's just see Justin Fields mesh with some of his guys. You know, like that's that's what it is really right now, and that's why. And you look at that college draft class, and it kind of being a little weaker, and obviously that that could change, but I don't think that you regret at all going up and trading for Fields, and I think that you just no. you go to, you go to develop him, and then you're going to have a hard task of building this team. No, I, I, team. I think but you got some pieces. I think you hit it right on the head there, Tim. It's just one. I don't know any quarterback. That's going to be good coming out of the draft this year. And they've yeah. all said it like it's not a good draft class. Um, I think there are. Key interesting parts that I'm really interested in on the team. I think the offensive line has potential to be a really good offensive line. Um. You know, let's see what happens when you get. I think right now, I know we've talked about this a little bit. Is I think you sit Jenkins out the entire year. I don't bring him back. Turn on this. I with a back injury. No, nope. you know, I don't want to. It took me. It took me a second to even realize you were talking about. Nope. No. No. Thank you. Please. No. You know. Please. No. Is, Please. No. He is the second most important person on the offense. Is your left tackle? Um. Cause he, he's he's the second first round pick that we got i mean yeah air, air quoting you know he's someone he's, you, one. he's he's someone you want to have a 12-year career with protecting justin fields and the offensive right? line with the same staff is not as bad as it was in they're that left. browns in that browns game they're yeah. not good they're not as bad so they've improved I, I, now I again think, i think you have a core piece though i think yeah. daniels has played well um you know white hair's solid um, Larry Borum, I think now that he's become the starter at right tackle, I think he he's definitely a diamond in rough that pace has found. And you think to yourself, okay, you know, we have not had two young tackles in forever, you know, growing up. You know, hopefully, you know, Jenkins is the Jenkins that we all hope that he is, and Borum continues to assert himself. I think that's a really good benchmark of where our offense needs to be, is having two young pieces on the offensive line. Now, do you possibly draft a center maybe in the late round? Cause like our center play is average at best. Um, 
and develop there and have, you know, open competition. I think you wait. I think you wait until you have a first round pick um, the following year to spend that on offensive line. And then in the second round, you either go corner or, uh, you know, something in the secondary. Or if, if there is a receiver that somehow just falls to you that yeah. you just that you like, like that kid from Purdue. I mean, I would like them to go secondary because it's just such a glaring need. Yes. Um, if you can get like a top center on free agency, you know, yeah. someone who's not old though. So that's a little easier to grab, I think, a center than something on the on the, on the edge. Right. Yeah. Correct. It's a it's way harder. I think you. But I, I think, think you are in a good spot where you have pieces here, and we're gonna yeah, get. Yeah. I mean, a good I coach. think you can get another five, six years out of Whitehair, and I think Daniels. I think we forget how young Daniels is. Because when he was drafted by the Bears out of Iowa, I don't even think he was 21 yet. So, you know, you have young pieces. Let's just say, you know, three young pieces on the offensive line. Whitehair is your, you know, your your vet. Um, you know, we I know it's like the old boomer thing to say, especially like my like hear my dad say it a million times. But if Justin's if Fields is going to be, you know, what we want him to be, he's going to need an offensive line. It'll be nice, finally, or maybe not finally, but not going into an off season because we all know that the Bears aren't going to the playoffs. So it'll be coming up, coming up quickly, where we're not like, <laughs> holy shit, our offensive line is awful. We need to address Liability. all positions. Where you know we you have like you said, Borum Jenkins will we'll be there, and just like having to not worry constantly about those positions will be nice. And I agree with, I mean, both of you guys said corner, obviously your secondary um, and then receiver. I mean, it just, if you just look at the receivers from this past draft, if like the, the way that college talent has gone with receivers, like you can, you can draft quality talent. I mean, there's probably yeah. five or six receivers who were drafted last year who are they, playing and phenomenally. To, and they don't need to be from big schools. No, I know. Right. Absolutely not. Like, right. I know that's, that's such a cliche are, thing to do. I mean, to get, you know, oh, we got to get this guy because he went to Ohio State. It's like we'll, we'll have some money, too. We can throw it on uh, uh, one of the free agents, you know, the the tier two, tier three free agents and see if like we a, can like hit. a Godwin type of thing. Well, that's a tier one free agent. That's tier one. That's it's him and Adams are the two top, I would say. Who else is better than them? Probably it's him. <laughs> What about Allen it's oh. Adams. Uh, yeah, it's Adams, Godwin, and then yeah. I mean, those are the top. And then I I thought Sutton was kind of in there, but he's already locked up. Yeah. I I think going after like a Christian Kirk or like a, a DJ Chark or something like that would be all right. Yeah, I I, I mean I think we've I think Mooney's last three games has just really. 200-yard games in a row. You know, just like, okay. You know, I don't know if he can be a true number one, but, man, he wants to be a number one. We've had this conversation to death. Even if you don't have, like, the number, like, uh, Devonta Adams or, uh, you know, just a number one A guy, to have two, like, one B guys in Mm -hmm. Mooney and then, like you said, like a a Christian Kirk, Tim, or I forgot who else is in that kind of tier, you know. It's just – leaps and bounds better than some of the years we've had where it's there's Kendall dudes Wright. there's dudes in free agency that like just didn't fit in the system you know like oh absolutely yeah 
So, or just maybe like, you know, like DJ Chark was all right and they got hurt. You know, do you want to, tra- you know, like you could probably get some. I, I mean, it just really depends. I think you I mean, get, get some from somebody. Like that. You get someone yep. cheap like that. I think you got to I mean, do it until you that's, know. That's how they got Robinson. Yep. I think. And then once you find someone who's hitting, then you go, okay, man, we'll, we'll pay you. But it hasn't been Robinson this year. Unfortunately, you know, he, he's got to really come back and start really showing up if he wants to get paid. So. Yeah, well, I know we're, we're talking about the uh, offseason now, and I guess if we kind of go into the future. <laughs> Six games it, left offseason. It, <laughs> I mean, Fuck pretty them. much. I mean, I, I always I was thinking about this the other day, about how, like, me watching Bears games now, it's like going to see a movie that I know is going to not be good just based off of previews and, like, if it's a director I know. But you got, like, two of your favorite actors in it. It's Ro- Roquan and Fields, and I'm going to go watch it because yep. I know it's got Fields right. and Roquan. Yeah, just because they're good to watch, but everything else is crap. But uh, you know, just go, talking about the off season, if Nagy is fired, and Tim, I hope to God the fire Nagy chance come out, and you just oh, I'll be booing, I'll be booing, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be absolutely going after it. Have we but lost I, count of how many times they've scored under twenty points? I, a, I've, I've lost count. I've lost. It's count. approaching thirty, but if yeah, Nagy that's what go, I thought. If Nagy goes. Is Pace gone too? Is he tied up with Nagy? No, just... I think they like him too much. I've I heard like I, I I've wrestled with this. I've heard rumors know. that they might give him a different position, like team president, or maybe taking if Phillips retires, take, giving him his role and then hiring a new GM or something along those lines. But I'm I'm with you, Tim. I don't think they're going to fire him just because. I think Pace is trying to distance himself from Nagy now. Like, you don't really see him very often. The, the, He's issues, not very... the issues with Pace, though, I think, is that you don't get three head coaches as a GM. Right? You, you just don't. I think that, that argument's shit when, you, when it comes to the owners of our franchise. So Everything's <laughs> I mean, a wild card. And I, and I, I mean, historically, Fox historically, I think Fox wasn't really his hire. So. Oh, Fox was uh, what's his face? Ernie Acorsi wasn't he the guy no, that they was, hired? Fox him? was Pace. No, but no, I, just, I'm they, I don't think he was. I don't really think he was. His I think hire. I, 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 I agree. Because I, remember they had like a some like uh, football ex GM or whatever come in and like help in the search of John Fox or whatever. So I think I'm with you, Tim. I know that Pace was technically GM. But I don't think that's. I'd put a lot of money um, down that Pace is staying, just because. I think also it is if Pace is going to stay, it's also harder to find a GM. I think that it's absolutely staying, or he's staying, or moving up in the organization. You know, like it's just it's not that's not going to happen. He'll be like he'll be like a Kenny Williams. They'll find him a role. He's made some unfortunate mistakes but he has put on a, a team uh, you know he has put players on the field and i think like roquan's uh, um, i'm sorry um you know for all the gaffes that he has like you know robert quinn being a huge gaff last year doesn't look very stupid anymore you know fields yeah but robert know, quinn the, has got how many more years left in him that's the thing but I, but, but still okay, but like, that, that you're 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 arguing something that's so completely not even in the ballpark. I mean, we're talking no, about I think, putting no, someone on the field pace, year pace to is, year. Pace's hits are Roquan and having the balls to ju- like to move up and get fields. 
and then also good, you know, I mean, there's guys that do perform on our team that, you he know. He does well in the fourth and fifth round, yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's, that that's, I, I don't, I don't really want him to go, to be honest with you. I think that it, it'll, you know, obviously there's some unfortunate mistakes, but, you know, I, I he's not going to, what was he supposed to do? Fire, I, I'm sure he probably wants to fire Nagy too, but he doesn't have a say in that whatsoever. Here's my kind of two cents on the whole pace thing. I think that pace, granted, he's he's had some pretty big misses, but he's had some pretty big hits. Like, it's kind of up and down with him. But the fact that, I mean, I'm sure you guys heard it. I can't remember if it was the Ravens game or the Lions game. I think it was the Lions game where Aikman was saying how like they have talent, but I just don't think that Nagy is able to. They said it in both Baltimore yeah. and yeah, the yeah. Detroit game. So, so I think that I, it's I, apparent. And the fact that, like, I've seen multiple articles and, you know, experts saying that, like, if Nagy was to be gone when they were talking about that, talking about it for that 24, 48-hour period, that the Bears are probably the number one destination for any head coach. I need to see him without Nagy because he's also – some of the stuff that he's done that's kind of stupid, you can attribute to Nagy. Like – the full signing, I think, was a lot of Matt Nagy. Oh, I think Nagy. that was Matt Nagy, for Andy sure. Andy Dalton signing really. was a lot of Matt Nagy. Going and getting some of these tight ends, you know, getting rid of Jordan Howard and, and going to get, you know, uh, Tariq Cohen, Dave Montgomery, that was a lot of Nagy. So, and and those and some of those aren't bad, like, you know, your Cohen's in Montgomery, but he's also trying to be a good GM and listen to your head coach who was given, you know, the coach of the year status, right? And it completely backfired on him. And that I, I would have probably done the same thing in his scenario if I had seen that 2018 team. And I would go, well, shit, I need to get this guy who he wants. You know, I need to go get these tight ends. And like, I think that this is, I, I mean, I, I need to see him without him. I really do. Because he's, he's doing things that he thinks are smart move, but then he's also got to play to his coach. coach. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he's not, he's not afraid to be aggressive. Which I respect, but I'm always terrified about. I mean, go up and get your guy, man. I, I, I mean, if, if I mean, he, he got he got the Mac trade, which I mean, Mac, you know, was the MVP in 2018 for the Bears. Um, so you know, think, he, did he overreach with Mitch? I mean, that's his biggest hit is the Mitch Trubisky. I which again, and I totally get that that's under his tenure, but I like I don't even like I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's, it's over. Just, we, we, I know. I mean, I'm saying we got a new, we got a new QB. Like, you know, what I mean, like at least you, at least you're doing something to take your gaff and then throw it into the way. I'm not trying to be some Ryan Pace like supporter or like truther here, but I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see what he did with Fields uh, to Trubisky. I want to see what he's going to do with his next coach hire to Nagy. Like, I, I, I think that it, you, you, he's not going to go. Like he's not gonna go, and honestly, I don't. I think like, it's also. I think it's also just harder to fill a GM role. I don't. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. There's not someone in our organization, you know, unless right. it's some no, hot no shot. One talks, no one talks about like, oh, he's the up and coming GM, you know, like what they do for college coaches or like defensive coordinators or offense coordinators in the NFL. Like, no one knows who the GM usually is, or like who the like the head of football scouts like Pace was for the Saints. Um, it's it's a hard role to fill because, you know, Tim, like you said, like, one, it's hard to hit on draft picks, right, especially in the first round. Um, 
And that's why we see a lot of first round draft picks become busts is because, you know, there's a lot of things. It's hard to make it in the NFL. I think Nagy's biggest strength for him is that can you find that gem in the fourth, the third and fifth round, which are your guys that you build your team off of and like win games out of? I I think a new coach, man. It's I think this team is really built like a team that's dominating right now in the Patriots. I think you know, there's nothing that Max Jones that's doing special. They have all these tight ends. They don't have that relatively that good of an offensive line. They have a couple of good running backs. They got Matt, the they got Judon. We have Mac. Like they they have a good uh, linebacking core. Same here. Obviously, their secondary is better than ours. But like it's just I, I think look I at mean, what a coach. To be can fair, do. the Patriots though. Yeah, I mean, but Billichek is the GM and the head coach, right? I don't know. I I, I really think that it it, it re- I I need to see another coach. This is really my bottom line with the. Are there any coaches that's like, I mean, you might not have any, but that you would like to see come in, like, as a college coach or as, I can, I, other than, like, coaches that are on, that have teams currently, there's no one that I'm like, yes, that is yeah, that's, someone that's I want the I, I, to have. I really, you know, before last year, I would have maybe felt like Eric uh, Biennemi, but then, like, his performance in the Super Bowl and, like, where the, you know, it seems like people have figured out Kansas City offense a little bit. And they have um, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like. they have, they have, you know, you know, all three of those guys are possibly all Hall of Famers, right? Um, I want you know, guys. How, how, how did he do with like a team that's a bunch of like twenty-four-year-old guys? You know, like, <laughs> hey, we have this guy, young offensive line and a young quarterback. Good luck. I want a guy that has friends that has friends that are going to come and be his, you know, or well-respected people that are going to be his offensive coordinator. I want a guy who like is going to walk in the room, know who my offensive coordinator, who my defensive coordinator is. Like I want, you know, just let them. A guy with connections. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't really even matter who it is. It's just like, I don't want you coming in. I want you coming in and just being a coach, like be the head coach. Don't be anything else than that. I really, I, I honestly don't really want to hear anything about like I don't want to be get after that guy in Dallas. I don't want to be after that guy in you know in Buffalo and all this. Honestly, I don't want anything flashy guy who thinks that everyone thinks is like the new offensive head guru. I don't want. Yeah, any of that. I, I I don't want the Mike Martz offensive guru. Mark, no, nope. we're nope. 0 for three on gurus. How, how about work here. how about just this? a, a well respected? But, but I don't like. I, I, hear, I think that's. I, I think that's. I think what I know where is. you're going, Jack. I so I I you're, I am all all on the same train as you of like no gurus, no like first time like we don't but know. You don't his, want the we don't know his ability. You, you don't want like the John Fox like hey let's. Yeah. So how do you let's feel about always this? punt? It, it's how, it's a hard spot to be in. Is bare. How fans. do you feel about this name? I mean, and I've heard this a few times, and I was thinking about it. Has has head coaching experience? Is isn't considered to be like. You know the young, just like young guru guy. He's not a college coach. Josh McDaniels. Mm. The only thing is what he did with to the Colts, though. You know, like no, he was on the Broncos. Yeah, no, what he, he told did, the Colts he, he was. Yeah, he what fucked he, the Colts over. Yeah. Oh, he was he supposed to go to the? Oh, he was supposed to go to the Colts, right? Yeah, yeah. and then they hired Frank Reich because he said. Now nah, I'm gonna go back and 
coach the Patriots. And I, I'm sure that's because they told him that he would be the Patriots head coach after he retires. But you never know. Like, maybe he's like, maybe Belichick says, I'll be around for five more years. And, McD- and McDaniels is like, you know, I want to coach now. I was thinking about it. Like, he had his trial run. I know I, he might have like, kind of his ego might have came back down. He's not that hot young guy. He's back in uh, Patriots. Humbled. Doesn't have Brady and is still showing that he can uh, form an offense. They can score in different ways. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I was just thinking about what kind of ticks all the boxes. And Joshua Daniels is just one of those names. <sighs> he is. He is on the list. Um, I don't think he leaves because I think he is. He wants to be the the next man in new England, right? The guy, the oh, yeah. guy who grooms, the guy who grooms, you know, Jones, and then he can lead Jones to multiple Super Bowls like Belichick did with Brady. Yeah. I, I see that as well. I'm just like trying to think like someone who's not the coach who's, who's had head coaching experience, not this like 28 year old guru, like Sean McVay esque. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure all the candidates will come out and say, we'll hear them if Nagy does get fired, like who we're getting interviews and whatnot, but who knows? We might be stuck with Nagy next year and that would just be horrifying to think of. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it will happen, but the bears show improvement and let's say Justin shows improvement. I don't think there's any single way that Nagy's a coach. Neither do I. I, I but don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I, I don't. Think, I don't think. I don't think I there's think any way gone. he can. He can win out, and he's not the coach. Well, and speaking of the fire, Nagy. And second of all, it's not going to happen. We're not going to win out either. So no, <laughs> you know, God no. And, well, and speaking of fire, Nagy, Tim, you're going to be at a game where there's going to be lots of fire, Nagy chants. Um, let's preview this game. Do the Bears have any shot? And if they do have a shot, what do they need to do to win this game? I mean, they need to – the one thing that the uh, Cardinals have trouble with and is if – it depends. I mean, who am I Who am I watching? You know, I mean, if I'm – am I watching Colt McCoy or am I watching Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray coming off of that injury, if he's starting, and I know this is like that cliche thing, it's hard to get pressure on him, but if you can get pressure on him, dude, they fold. Like that's – it's really hard – for him to come back on things and they can't get that electric offense going because if, if Kyler Murray gets to feel himself and then attack Kendall Vildor, it's not, it's not going to happen, you know, and then they're They got James Connor and Chase Edmonds coming back. They're going to be able to run all over this defense without Roquan. So really you have to, Robert Quinn has to win us this game. Robert Quinn, Gibson, Goldman, hopefully Hicks, maybe like, D-line has to win us the game. That's the only way this is going to happen and get a turnover. And then we got to be smart with the football. And run the ball, please. At mm-hmm. least 20 touches for Montgomery and a combined 30 Honestly, best case scenario is if it rains. That's probably the best case scenario. Like, then we have a chance. Yeah. I mean, the only, thing, I, only possible way I think that the Bears win this game is if – is if they play Bears football like they did in that last drive, eat it for eight minutes, long drives, and hopefully just they got to end with some touchdowns. They can't just kick these field goals or turn the ball over in the red zone like they did on it's, Thanksgiving. It's going to, I mean, 20, is Kendall Vildor 22? 
I believe so, yeah. He's gonna have a rough time, man. I mean, if if Hopkins comes back, then you got he's gonna be then then Vildor is gonna be covering either AJ Green, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, like all guys that can blow the top off over you, except for AJ Green, but obviously he can go up and get the ball. So which Vildor does not do well at he and can body the, him. Yeah. So I mean it really it's really gonna come down to you gotta blow this team out the water and they're still a little hurt in the offensive line area so like you got you got to get after it you have I mean, to get one after thing, it one thing that also scares me about the cardinals is you've seen like the career revival of zach Ertz the past three weeks and you get him on a like he's he's been doing that that chunk third down for him just about you know every game. Hey, pick up eight yards on a third down. That's what you're supposed to do from your tight end. Three games without Kyler Murray, and they've won two of them. I mean, that's dude, you can't. That's that's remarkable. That I'm really just, is hard to do. I'm nervous that with, if Smith doesn't play, how many just broken tackles are going to be going around on the Bears defense? But it's going to be like that. At, they're going to do alley, Kevin. They're going to do alley drills in the South parking lot of soldier field to see if you can play linebacker for the bears. So Tim, bring your pads. Yeah. You might be needed. There we go. That Panthers team is not good. And they made that, those, that Cardinals team look, good, uh, look very, very, very bad because they got after the quarterback. They, they got to get after it. And they, I, I mean, mean granted, here's, this is like the frustrating thing. And I know we hark on this a lot, but if, you know, if Hopkins is out, if Murray is out, you know, you think to yourself, like, we can beat this team. And then it's just like, Jesus, the last month and a half, what the fuck were we doing? <laughs> like, I, and I get, like, the NFL has upsets every single week, and that's what makes the NFL the best league is because of that, and it's super hard to gamble on. But, like, you know, I think the Bears could beat the Niners, or at the time they could have beat the Niners or the Steelers, or, you know, now you have two, like, the last three weeks with two out without two of the best quarterbacks in the league with Jackson and Murray being out. It's like, fuck, this was your opportunity. Yeah. Something, be, something you can't plan for, you know, cause you can't project injuries or COVID or, you know, whatever, who gets sick or not. And it's like, God damn it. I don't know. I th- it's, and it's I like the frustrating am... thing is they're not getting blown out in these losses. I'm very pessimistic, like watching Bears games. Just like oh, 100%. Not, not expecting them to win, not expecting any great plays to occur. Like, how boring. Thank God we had the Raiders and Cowboys game after the Bears game because that was just so hard to watch. So the Lions I'm, had two third and 32 plays. I don't even know how that's possible. It's, it's insane. It's insane. And, you know, like my buddy said, like we were texting and he was like, you know, the Lions can beat you guys this week. And I'm thinking to myself, they can. They really could. They really could have. Yeah. But thank God the we'll Lions see. are gonna, thank God the Lions are gonna lion. I'm I'll be loud, boys. You'll hear me. This is Jen's first time to uh, Soldier Field, right? First time to Soldier Field. We've seen a Bears Cardinals game. Uh we we saw it in uh 2019 right. uh, with uh no, I, was, I thought it was 18 when, they, when we were good no i don't think so because uh uh that was josh rosen's first first year and i don't think rosen got picked uh no rosen it, got picked in 18 
Yes. Or, oh, 2008. Oh, yeah. 2018 season. I'm thinking it a different way. I'm thinking Trubisky's first year was in 18. So, yeah. My, I think it was Epps. I think it was that year. Well, before, as, before we move on, like I just want to give you a quick – not give you a quick something, but do you think that the Bears are over or under one and a half personal foul calls in this game? Uh, Cardinals oh. don't play that dirty, so. No, but the Bears are fucking idiots. There's no, one on, the, one. There's no one on the Cardinals that plays like that, you know, that, like, really gets in your head or anything I like that. I would like to see a stat on this. I think we would be fascinated on this. How many pre-snap penalties the Bears have gotten this year? After a timeout. Just after a timeout, I bet you it's five. Hmm. That's 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 what you're always guaranteed. Like, oh, coming out of timeout, false start, or my favorite, coming out of a timeout, delay of game. That's the best. There's too many guys on the field. Too many guys on the uh, field. Illegal guys. illegal substitution. If it wasn't for Dan Campbell and the Lions, the Bears would be the Lions in terms of like the the joke of the NFL right now with how oh, poorly they're 100%. disciplined and ran. Thank God. Once again, thank God for the Lions. Lining up offsides, you know, like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Like, how do you have 12 guys in the huddle after a timeout? They've done it, I think, like two or three times this year, just on that penalty alone. Do you think think that's why Nagy blows his timeouts? Because he doesn't want to get like a bad penalty on it. I don't think he. I don't think he would even know. I think he's yeah. oblivious to like what's gonna happen if there's more guys in the field or if someone's in a different. He doesn't know. He's clueless. But we should pro- we should probably uh, wrap up the Bears talk just because it's we're going on 50 minutes now and I'm sure we can. Yeah. If, we, 50. if you don't mind, I'm I'm gonna probably head out soon. If we could go, if we could do that, the power rankings that'd be great. Yeah, so let's wrap it up with some power rankings. I know obviously some things happened. We had some Dallas and the Rams have been struggling. The Patriots are hot. Michigan beat Ohio State. Lots been going on, but we'll wrap it up with some power rankings. And I think this was Jackson. This was your power ranking. So what do we got? Yes. So I follow on Twitter a lot of like home improvement projects and people were debating what is like essential in your man cave. And some of these people's man caves are just absolutely stunning, like what they've done to them. Um, but the question is, whether it's in a garage or a basement or wherever room you call your man cave, what do you think is an essential need for your man cave? What do you want? What is convenient for you? What do you need? I'll start off first. I want easy access to a bathroom. I like a bathroom in the in the basement. So I'm not going up and down the stairs. If if my man cave is a garage, I just walk into the garage and the bathroom is right there. That way, like I can be close to the game, get back into it or back into like uh, w- being comfortable where I'm at watching TV and just kind of ignoring my family. Easy access to the bathroom. Uh, they're very functional. I like that one. Do you want to yeah. go? Uh, you want to go next, Tim, or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Um, he said easy access, so that got me thinking. And and first of all, I'm sorry, guys. My my mind is thinking about man cans. Um, I wrote on our agenda page 
man cans on accident. So if we want to talk <laughs> about easy, nice, I want, nice I want guys with butts, we can. I, I know Jen one time said Larry Fitzgerald has a nice butt. There you go. Um, I want easy access to beer. So a mini fridge and or a fridge somewhere in the man cave. Absolutely. That's I'm sure that's going to make an appearance on all of ours. But uh, my number three, and I was kind of thinking like trying to be unique and whenever I think of a man cave, like watching a game, hanging out, I need to have wood paneling on the walls. I know it's not in, it's not stylish, but something about having, like being surrounded by wood paneling. You're thinking of Glens like, right now, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. it, could, it could be Glens, but anywhere that's just like brown. Shout out, Glenn Miller. With some dingy lighting. Like, I like that. Like, low lighting with wood paneling. That's how I want, like, my my uh the vibe to be just kind of like that dark wooden 1970s 80s feel the, like the more like the more tacky looking the better i like a good wood paneling so you're not into these like new garages and basements that have like can be on hgtv and like no, holy shit when i'm thinking man cave i'm not thinking like you know painted wall i'm thinking just like w- throw some wood paneling up it's gonna be dark and you know, some the lights can be yellow. That's what I'm thinking. Man cave. All right, that's a good one. Um, for my second pick, I want multiple TVs. It doesn't need to be like side to side, like my old living room, uh, in my last apartment. But I like like a TV like in the corner, or a T like there's obviously gonna be a TV in when you walk down. And like by the couches and chairs and whatever for the general public. But there's like a TV on the sidewall. Let's say like, you know, the Bears are playing or like let's say it's like first like college football Saturdays. Like there's two big games on, you know, you have one game there, one game on there. Or like for the NFL, maybe you have the Bears on and you have red zone on, you know, kind of give your people the options a little bit. I like it. I like it. Would you, if you had the opportunity, would you do like the four TVs to make one big TV or six no, TVs I think that's, to make? I think I think that's a lot. That's a lot. The lines get in the way for me, and I don't like it. Yeah, and like there's gonna be like that one random game, and I think you can always put the random game on the side TV, which no one's really watching. But if that game turns really good, you can always like switch it. I, I don't know. I think it also looks kind of like rednecky if you have like multiple TVs like stacked up on each other. I like it. I like, I like, I, I mean, you gotta have TVs, some class, some yeah, class. The more, more, more TVs, more better. Right. Uh, man cave, every man cave needs signed memorabilia. You need something signed. You need, you need a baseball, you need a football, you need something, you need something autographed or signed or a cool photo or so you need memorabilia. You need it to hang on those wood paneled walls. Yes, Absolutely. That's 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 hot. Who do you what do you think are like top Chicago like autographs? I feel like it can't be like that big of a name star sometimes. Like it's hard to get Michael Jordan. You know, I, I, I already have one for my man cave. I'm sitting in right now. It's not much of a man cave, but I got my World Series ball signed. So there we go. I had a uh, at a the only autograph I ever got at a game was from they were giving out. Uh, like t-shirts at so- a Sox game for like the people that enter the park. And it was like an ESPN radio shirt, whatever. 
Those are classic. And I got it signed by the bullpen catcher. His name was like Man Su Lin. And I didn't know who he was. I mean, I was so young. I, I thought he was like a player on the team. And he was signing autographs. And I was like, oh, I got this guy's autograph. And then now I'm looking. I was like, why is the bullpen catcher signing autographs? <laughs> I think that's probably, the, that's probably the best job in baseball is the bullpen so, catcher. But if I, I have had it. I, I hang it up. I'm looking at mine right now. Um, I got a Michael Barrett autograph. Sure Classic. Right there. Classic. All right. Well, my number two. Similar to Tim's number three, but uh, uh, some sort of bar. It could be a wet bar. It could be a dry bar. Somewhere where there's alcohol available. It could, it could include a fridge. It, if it includes a fridge, the better. Uh, but just, you know, if you have a little bar or if it's if it's a barrel with some liquor bottles on it. That's what yeah, I got. Too. Got the barrel. Uh, just something, some sort of bar. It could be small. It could be big. Obviously, depending on the space of your man cave you're working with. But just some sort of bar. That's my number two. I like it. I that's what got me thinking about the man caves because like when you look at some of these bars and then like how they put the shelving on it or like how they put like multiple tabs of like beer on it it's just like holy shit like some of these people go all out and they'll have like you know different whiskeys and vodkas and rums and whatever on it I'm like damn like those guys are living there was a guy I I uh, I saw a YouTube video he had four different rooms in his man cave in the basement he had like this huge bar. And then he also had a smoker where you like a humidifier for cigars and you can play cards in there too. Like how much money did this guy drop? No, that's too much. There? That's like not even a man cave anymore. That's just like a house. I guess. Yeah. I guess send you guys this video. It's incredible. It's like I'm, 11 minutes long and it's like, Holy shit. Like I'm, how much money did this guy spend? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, when that guy has kids, that they're going to be down there in that room when they're like in high school and early years of college, just fucking up everything. At that point, that's, that's like, that's not even like a man cave. Man cave is like a room. It could have been someone's basement. house. It literally like, could have been someone's house. It it's, it's impressive. I will send you guys the video. Later. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just jealous of this guy's setup. I, I would just take a room with a bathroom or a room with a closet or just a room. It doesn't even have to have all that. So I has got outlets and access to Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think we me. all can agree. Access to Wi-Fi or cable. Yep. All right, what's uh, your number one? My Jeff? number one would have been the bar, but my other pick was going to be, you know, I want the man cave to be, like, semi-decorated. Like, in your sports teams, you know, Tim, you mentioned, like, you know, autographs. If you got, like, an autograph, like, jersey or baseball bat, you got to hang up. You got to represent your sports teams in your man cave. You know, you see a lot of, like, like Tim, I'm thinking of your dad's sports room or man cave where he's got like the Cubs, Blackhawks, Bears, yeah, posters. Like he's representing all Chicago. I think that's the right move to make. Um, gotta represent your teams. Put them up there. I like it. Uh, for my cave, I also need like I also need whatever you know, some hobbies, some drinking games going. So if it's big enough, you know, like for some darts or if it's big enough for like the hook game, if it's big enough for ping pong or something like that, like I need, I need a, I need a, a rec, like a game that like you have a scoreboard for so if anyone's coming over and all that, it's just like not only watching the game, if it's, or if the game's over, we could still play this or we got Papa this. Shot's I'm, a good one. Yeah. Papa Shot was also what I was thinking about, but something like that, something where it's, you know, 
you, you not only do you have the game on, but people could be fucking around with something. I, I know like, I like two that. guys on my flag football team a couple of years ago, they got Big Buck Hunter into their apartment. That's pretty yeah. tight. That is pretty tight. That's insane. But yes, I agree. Well, my number one is it has to do with the seating arrangement in the man cave because you got to have a place to sit. And, you know, I don't care if it's a couch or if it's chairs or recliners, but it's got to be leather or faux leather for you animal rights lovers out there. Um, it's got to be leather or faux leather. Like whenever I think of man cave, I get a leather recliner or a leather chair or a leather couch where you have like a glass of whiskey relaxing. That smell kind of makes it all come together and just... You know, a bar with a leather seat surrounded by wood paneling. Obviously, TV is involved in there. That's it's the specific uh, visual that I'm getting right now. I, I, I'm yeah. thinking of, like, modern rustic look. Yeah, and it's got to smell like mold. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, maybe not that. What's, that. what's that watery smell in here? <laughs> yeah. Something died, and you can't figure out what it is. But no, wood paneling, bar, I leather seat. I mean, seating. Kevin, I think I got, like, Two out of three, your things. I'm having a nice glass of scotch right now, and I got a leather couch. Yeah, well, just just put some wood paneling up, and I'll be over there tomorrow. There you go. Get your ass on the flight. <laughs> I'll pick you up. Get that wood paneling in there. Yeah. I'll buy the wood paneling. I'll, I'm sure my apartment. I'll put it in my carry-on. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred pounds of wood hey, paneling. I had to put this up. Because in our podcast, that's what we said that needs to be up. Now, Kevin, you're in the basement. Right? I am. I'm in a, a very unfinished basement right now. So all of those things I was talking about sound so good right now. Is the goal to make that? No, Tim and I have both been in your basement. It's been a while. But are you trying to make that into a man cave? So originally, we were probably going to make this a like play area for Hayes. Okay. Um, but this is kind of be this, the basement's kind of be is gonna be put on the back burner for the near future. Um, so we're gonna make our third bedroom into the playroom area, and that if that stays that way, there is a higher probability that this will become more of a man cave esque type area. Not it's probably never gonna be just a full on man cave, but it'll be have a higher probability of having more man cave things rather than just being like a playroom with a TV and a chair. So okay. we'll see. To be continued. I can Man see it, like, things. All right. You know, two years from now, you know, if we're still doing this, like, I, I want to see, like, in the background, like, I'm just thinking of, like, random, like, Chicago sports athletes. Like, there's a Brian Urlacher frame jersey and, like, a Chris Chelios frame jersey or something behind Kevin. <laughs> like, we've turned this into a man cave. <laughs> I mean, it, it's as man cavey as I can get it now because I have a TV and my Xbox, like, weights down here but there is also like a pop-up uh barbecue play set that we have for Hayes as well so it's also it's He's kind of getting a, ready to grill man it's a hodgepodge yes absolutely it also doubles as a cafe so if you're sick of pretending to sell barbecue you could sell coffee the kids got everything heck yeah all right well what do you think boys you think that wraps up episode what 23 it is wrap it up it's been good to be back it is good to be back. We'll probably yes, be back sir. next week. We get to hear Tim uh, 
Very yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get some good takes. I'll, I'll I will take. not be able to watch the game, so I'm relying on you guys for my notes. Well, let's hope for a Bears a Bears win. I wouldn't shock me if the Bears somehow win this game, beating the first place team in the NFC. But we'll hope for a Bears win. We'll, maybe Fields will play, maybe he won't. But until next time, Team Bear out. Later, guys. Go Bears. Go Bears. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears! <laughs>